What is up, everybody? Welcome into episode 46 of Lockdown Tigers. I am your host, Chris Castellani. There will be mailbag questions that are going to be answered in the second segment of this show, but there was some news over the last couple days, some controversial news that I wanted to discuss. I'll start off with the comments that were made by Rays pitcher Blake Snell the other night on a Twitch TV stream. Blake Snell really into video games and also used it as a way to comment on some of the negotiations going on in regards to whether or not we're going to have a season this year for Major League Baseball. I like Blake Snell a lot. Seems like a cool dude. Very good pitcher. Had kind of a down year last year, but I think still has a lot of upside. Won a Cy Young in 2018. Was very dominant that year. And I think a lot of players like him. And I think it's part of the reason why these comments that he made resonated with a lot of people. He said, and quote, when talking about the reported proposal of a 50-50 revenue split with the players for a coronavirus-shortened season, he said, y'all got to understand, man, for me to go, for me to take a pay cut is not happening because the risk is through the roof. I got to get my money. I'm not playing unless I get mine, okay? And that's just the way it is. Like, I'm sorry you guys think differently, but the risk is way the hell higher and the amount of money I'm making is way lower. Why would I think about doing that? Look, these comments made a lot of people really angry. And I understand the frustration. It does, there is a level of tone deafness to his comments that I can't deny as much as I like the guy. Blake Snell is set to make $7 million this season. Whereas there's people out there in America right now living paycheck to paycheck who have been laid off. So I understand people reading into those comments and being angry. I can't even say I agree with them. Now, for the most part in this situation, I'm more pro-player than I am pro-owner. But it, to me, this is a one-sided thing. This whole thing should be based on how are we going to get baseball. That's the side I'm on. Not players, not owners. I'm on the side of what's going to get us baseball in 2020. So I understand the anger towards some of the comments, but I'll say this. I'm not going to say whether or not he's right. I'm not even going to say whether or not I agree with him. Because to be in fairness... I don't think I'm well-educated enough in these topics to give a definitive answer whether or not he's right. But I'll say this, and I think it's the biggest reason why I don't believe we're going to have a baseball season this year. Most players, I'd put it in the 90-plus percentile of players, agree with what Blake Snell's saying. And it's going to be the biggest difference maker in terms of whether or not we get baseball this year, is trying to figure out a way to negotiate a deal so that the players feel like they're not getting screwed over. Whether you believe they are or not, they feel like they're going to with this 50% revenue sharing thing that's going on. This 50-50 revenue split, as they're calling it. And I get the frustration. You can complain about it as much as you want with these comments, but they are shared by a whole lot of people and a whole lot of players. Trevor Bauer, probably the most outspoken player in all of Major League Baseball, has spoken up about this as well, and he is in agreement with Blake Snell's comments. And I think this is going to be a major turning point. I think right away, immediately, a fire started to rise. I think a lot of fans were starting to believe these comments might be the beginning of the end. We might not see baseball in 2020, which I still don't think we will. But that leads me to the second part of this first segment, and that's that Rob Manfred appeared on CNN last night trying to, I think, raise morale and kind of rally the troops and assure people that there is a belief that there's going to be baseball in 2020. And this coming from Jeff Passan on Twitter, MLB Commissioner Rob Manfred 
outline the league's testing plan in an interview on CNN. Testing multiple times a week for players using a facility in Utah that MLB helped convert to a COVID testing lab. Return time on tests is 24 hours. Instant testing for symptomatic players. Those who test positive will be quarantined until they test negative twice. Those who have been in contact with positive tests will have instant testing as well. Manfred also added that he still has extreme confidence that there will be baseball in 2020. He still believes that players will be convinced uh, that there will be some sort of negotiation that will allow baseball to go on in 2020. I take nothing out of anything he says. And I think that's disappointing that a guy who is essentially the president, you know, the, the leader of baseball, I don't believe a word he says. Rob Manfred is a proven liar and a, and proven to not be very good at his job. So I take nothing out of what he says. This was a guy we've heard in the last two months. Oh, I think this has gone from, okay, it's going to be delayed for two weeks to, well, we're still going to find a way to play all 162 to it'll be 140 games to it'll be 120 to it's going to be half a season. You see how this is kind of snowballing? I feel like the next logical step is, oops, there's not going to be a season. Wouldn't shock me in the slightest. And I've, I've ranted about this a lot in the first two episodes of this week. I don't, th- I really, guys, I know, I know, I understand. I'm kind of a pessimist about this stuff. I get it. I really, I don't think there's going to be baseball. I am preparing myself. Blake Snell said that. I left that part out. He said he's preparing himself for 2021. No one has any faith, I don't think. As much as they might have, say it, as much as Manfred might try to get on his soapbox and act like this is a thing that's going to end up being a done deal. I think a lot of people don't have confidence in this. I think a lot of players and a lot of personnel throughout the league are under the belief that there won't be a Major League Baseball season this year. And when that day comes, I'll be the first one on here to rip Major League Baseball a new one because it will be 100% their fault. If there isn't a season this year, one of the greatest cop-outs that any person can say One of the worst phrases that anyone can use will be that this season was canceled due to the coronavirus pandemic. That's not the case. If this season is canceled, the second half especially, if we're not able to play an 82-game schedule, it will be simply because of greed, ignorance, and idiocy, not necessarily because of the coronavirus. That's going to do it for segment number one. I'm going to answer your questions when we get back. Built Bars are tasty. It's a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. 16 amazing flavors, 8 chocolate nut flavors, 8 chocolate nut-free flavors. It says so on the packaging. Bars are covered in 100% chocolate, soft and easy to chew. I had my very first one just the other day, the peanut butter brownie one. And unlike a lot of other protein bars, which have a little bit of crunch to them, these, they really do melt in your mouth. And Built Bars are healthy, too. Built Bar is great for the health-conscious guy or girl. Lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. Bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber. Look at uh, something like the peanut butter brownie, the one I just talked about. That's 20 grams of protein, 170 calories, 3 grams of sugar, 3 grams net carbs. You can try them today, but we have a special offer as well. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get $10 off your first order. 
Use the promo code Locked On for $10 off at BuiltBar.com. This podcast is sponsored by the audiobook edition of 24, Life Stories and Lessons from the Say Hey Kid. In this reflective and inspirational memoir, the legendary Willie Mays shares the inspirations and influences responsible for guiding him on and off the field. Widely regarded as the greatest all-around player in baseball history, the beloved Willie Mays offers people of all ages his lifetime of experience meeting challenges with positivity, integrity, and triumph. This special audiobook production includes a foreword read by Bob Costas and a bonus conversation with Willie Mays and his co-author, John Shea. Whether you miss seeing your favorite players on the field this season or are looking for the perfect Father's Day gift, 24 is the inspiring story of one of sports fans' favorite living legends. Buy the audiobook edition of 24 now wherever audiobooks are sold. And we're back. So like I promised in segment one, I'll be answering your questions here in segment two. I put the word out to my fans on Twitter. What questions did you want answered? And I got a pair of questions back. A whole a whole two questions. People are really excited about baseball. First question comes from Dari, D-A-R-I. With the shortened season, do the Tigers bring up any young guys onto the roster early like Casey Mize? This has obviously been something that's been much discussed. There's been a lot of discussion. I don't know if this is a finalized thing. I mean, they've thrown so many things at the wall. I don't know if this is just another notch on the belt or if it's a legitimate thing. There's been much discussion about the potential of expanding rosters. Evan Woodbury wrote an interesting piece yesterday that basically said, Look, Casey Mize, and obviously very young, let's say he doesn't pitch at all this year. He'll be 24 in 2021, and that's pretty That's pretty old for a guy making his major league debut even out of college, which obviously they, he's coming out of college. They drafted him out of Auburn in 2018. So I think if there's any one of the three-headed monster between him and Manning and Scooball that will get called up or will even potentially start the season on the roster depending on how the rosters are arranged. I would guess Mize there is also the issue of service time if the Tigers are forced to waste a full year off of his rookie contract in a meaningless 82-game season, he probably won't get called up because you want to get the most out of these guys that you can. And yes, I would love to see Casey Mize, especially in a shortened season where the whole thing is crap and everything's garbage and the whole world is coming to an end and everything sucks. It would be a, a slight spark of hope to see Casey Mize in the big leagues, even for a shortened season. But if it's going to be something that's ultimately going to hurt the organization in the long run, as stupid as this organization has a tendency to be, they're not going to do it. So I think the the possibility of seeing them is very heightened because of what's happened. I would still put it at a less than likely chance that we're going to see these guys. I think there's too much at stake in terms of the contract. I think there's too much at stake in terms of risking these arms. These guys still haven't even pitched in triple A yet. So I, I would say it's unlikely, but not improbable. The other question I got was actually uh, an email question I got from Alexander 
Shepard. And he asked, when do you think Michael Fulmer will return and start his first game off of injury? Very good question. It's something that's gotten overlooked, understandably so, during this whole pandemic. Michael Fulmer is returning from Tommy John surgery. He got it at the beginning of the 2019 season, missed all of that season outside of some spring training starts where he struggled. I remember reading a couple weeks, even even maybe around a month ago, that Michael Fulmer was feeling pretty good and that his expectation was he would be back pitching uh, at a major league park by July. Well, all of a sudden now, if we have baseball, July is going to be when we start the season. So there is a possibility now, assuming that it, there, he hasn't had any any sort of uh, setback, that Michael Fulmer could be starting the year in the rotation, which is something that would have been completely improbable and impossible if this season would have started even remotely close to on time. It makes for a very interesting dilemma because we've talked about this rotation feeling like it's set with Boyd and Ivanova and Zimmerman and Norris and Turnbull. But if you have a healthy Michael Fulmer, do you maybe start him in the bullpen to begin the season? Do you release Jordan Zimmerman? There's a lot to discuss there, and I'm sure they will. Obviously, it's hard to have the answers to any of these questions right now because we don't know if there's going to be a season. But Michael Fulmer is a guy who I think has gotten kind of forgotten. Michael Fulmer hasn't been himself since probably July of 2017. I mean, let's not kid ourselves. Michael Fulmer wasn't healthy in 2018. He was very poor. He gave up a lot of hard contact, a lot of home runs, would give him innings, and the strikeout numbers were up, but he was not himself in 2018, didn't pitch at all last year. So we're coming up on almost three full years of Michael Fulmer having not had his A-plus stuff, and I'm sure he's incredibly eager to get back onto the field, but you got to wonder at a certain point too, I mean, is he ever going to even get back to, to what he was? This is his second Tommy John surgery. Health is obviously a major issue with him. You would hope ideally that he could get back to the mound, pitch some good baseball, and you could trade him, but I don't think there's going to be a trade deadline this year. They really, we, we got to accept, and I know I'm getting off topic in terms of answering this question. I think I answered it adequately, but we got to accept that the Tigers made a absolutely colossal boneheaded error in 2017, not trading him at the deadline. You you saw the reports that, you know, they were offered Javi Baez for him and they were offered Alex Bregman for him. And obviously that stuff will, will keep you up at night. But even so, like you, you held on to him for way too long. This team that was committed to a full scale rebuild held on to their best trade piece. And it has absolutely come back to torment them not that you wanted or expected that he was going to suffer another injury, but when you have a pitcher of his caliber, you always run that risk. When you have a pitcher of any caliber, you run that risk. And they screwed up. They screwed up again, and he's still here. I wish him the best. I like Michael Fulmer a lot. Seems like an excellent dude and has provided this organization with some very solid moments, but you really have to question whether or not he'll he'll ever be the same again. And they missed a golden opportunity not, uh, not trading him, in my opinion. But I do hope he can get back to somewhat close to full health because I like the guy a lot. All right, so that's going to do it for this week's worth of shows. We really had to grind this week. I mean, not a whole lot to talk about. You know, I had all those episodes, the 25 best games of the decade, a lot of those backlogged, and I was able to bang those out pretty quickly. Uh, These were kind of a struggle this week, so I'm going to have a few days to reevaluate 
And we're going to come back here on Monday, and I'm going to try to give you the best show that I can possibly give you. Not that I ever don't do that, but it's definitely been frustrating over this last week. But you can follow me on Twitter, at Castellani2014. That's at C-A-S-T-E-L-L-A-N-I-2014. You can follow the show on Twitter, at LockedOnTigers. And if you have any questions for the show's mailbag segment, which we just did, you can send those to LockedOnTigers at gmail.com. And if you're feeling nice, go to Apple Podcasts, go to iTunes, and leave a positive review of this show. It would be much appreciated. Thank you very much for listening and sticking with me. Have a great rest of your day. Have a great weekend, and go Tigers.